حميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم All praise, all thanks Only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity Of gathering in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala On this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah Indeed this is a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gives us the tawfiq of appreciating this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah We also make dua that Allah ta'ala allows us to see many many more days of Jumu'ah And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That He makes our last day of this earthly life Mubarak day of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala system is such that in this world to the extent that a person has the life of the year of has akhirat in front of him to that extent will his compass compass of deen to that extent will his direction as far as deen is concerned be correct to that extent in other words there is a direct correlation there is a direct correlation direct relationship between a person's having the awareness of akhirat, the life after death in front of him, to that extent his life in this world will be straight. To that extent he'll be exerting himself, making an effort for that life. And to the extent that he has akhirat in front of him, to that extent will he live his life according to Sharia, and to that extent he'll make preparation also for the journey that is to come. So this ayat of the Quran which I have recited, Allah Ta'ala mentions, O you who believe, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, udkhuloo fi silmi kaffa. Enter into Islam. That is meant by entering into Islam completely. In other words, whatever Islam expects of you, do that. It shouldn't be a partial entering into Islam. That what I like, I will do. What doesn't feel so nice, I won't do. I won't, I, certain things I teach, Jummah namaz, so I'll read Jummah namaz. Other namaz I can't manage, so I'll leave it out. That's not entering into Islam completely. Oh, I can manage fasting in Ramadan, and sometimes when it's very hot, if Ramadan is in winter, then I can manage. Out of winter, it's in summer, too hard for me, so I can't fast. That is not entering into Islam completely. Entering Islam completely means whatever Allah Ta'ala wants me, I must enter into it, I must accept it, I must do it wholeheartedly. Happily, completely, irrespective of the weather, irrespective of the time, whether Fajr namaz is early at 20 past 4, or whether Fajr namaz is 6 o'clock, it doesn't make a difference to me. Allah Ta'ala told me I must enter into Islam completely. Whatever Islam accepts, expects of me, I'm happy to do it. This is what is meant, one meaning of Udukulu Fisil Mikafa, enter into Islam completely. Another explanation ulama give, enter into Islam completely. That a person's eyes, person's ears, person's thinking, person's heart, everything is now the way Islam expects of him. In other words, I see what Islam expects me to see. I don't see what Islam doesn't want me to see. I speak what Islam wants me to speak. I don't speak what Islam doesn't want me to speak. I listen to what Islam allows me to listen to, wants me to listen to. I don't listen to what Islam doesn't want me to listen to. Udukulu fisil mikafa. As far as every limb of my body is concerned, I'm entering into Islam completely. That is a true Muslim. 100% happy with every single, every single command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, we thought to make this dua. Raditu billahi rabba. That I'm happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as my rabb. The other day, one person came to ask me, he said, how is it possible that we can't be happy with Allah? And so often it happens that something that just goes against us and a person so many times, words comes on his lips. For example, he gets hijacked, car gets stolen or some family member suddenly passes away, a person is robbed, or something that goes against his tabiyat, 
How quickly these words come out that what did I do wrong for this to happen to me? Allah Ta'ala forgive us. These are dangerous statements. Therefore we thought to make this dua, Rabbitu Billahi Rabba. I am happy with Allah Ta'ala as my Rabb. What it means? That I am happy with whatever condition Allah is sending down. If business is good, I am happy. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. Business is bad still, Alhamdulillah. I am happy, Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. I am happy. We are taught that when something goes against our tabiyat, this is the dua we must make. Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every condition, even the condition that appears to go against. This is a true Muslim. Even if it's quiet, I'm making losses. Think something went against what I wanted to happen. No problem. This is from my Allah. Rabbitu billahi rabba. I'm happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as my Rabb. Wabil Islam I'm happy with Islam as my deen. In other words, whatever Islam wants of me, I'm happy. As you were mentioning just now, that what Allah ta'ala wants of us, we do it and we do it happily. In other words, if we have to leave our job and come to Jummah Namaz, it's not something grudgingly we have to do. We're happy to do it. This is the command of Allah Ta'ala. How fortunate we are. Allah is allowing us to fulfill His command. I have to fast, I'm happy to fast. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala doesn't want me to do gunas. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala doesn't want me to watch television. No problem, I'm happy. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want me to do it. Full stop. I don't need to think, I don't need to argue, I don't need to fight. It's from the side of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala doesn't want me to go into wrong gatherings where these ladies, women, Allah Ta'ala doesn't want me to make ghibat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want me to get involved in interest. Doesn't want me to get involved in debts and go to the banks, etc. I'm happy with the command of Allah. I'm happy with what Islam wants from me. Wabi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wasallam rasulullah wa nabiyah. I'm happy with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as my nabi. In other words, every sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam I'm happy with. I don't question that why did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say, that now I have to wear my pants above my ankle. I don't question. I'm happy. This is the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa I'm happy. Why did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa say? Why did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ask us now that we have to read sunnah before the Faraz Namas? We're happy. It's the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Whether it makes sense to us, doesn't make sense. We're happy with every sunnah. Later on science and later on technology and later on other things will come and prove to say what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said 1400 years ago. But we as Muslims are happy from day one. We're happy. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa If food falls down, we're happy to pick it up and eat it. Why? This is the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa nabiyah. Then I'm happy with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa as my nabi. I don't question it and I'm happy and I'm proud. I'm not shy to be a Muslim. A Muslim is one that is not shy. There was one student in the university. So, one, he was a university student, but there was a talk that was taking place in one masjid. So this student had come full libas, kurta, etc. So the alim there asked him that, you know, you're going to university and this is a, like a western type of a university and everyone dressing, thinking, mind. Don't you feel shy sometimes to wear kurta in that environment where you're seeing so many of the non-Muslims and people probably will mock at you that you're wearing the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't you feel shy? What a nice answer he gave. He said, when people don't feel shy to disobey Allah, when people don't feel shy to disobey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa why should I feel shy to obey Allah? Why should I feel shy to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa There's no need for me to, I should feel proud. But this is the sunnah of my Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Therefore you find some of our ulama also, when they're traveling and they're at the airport, they don't go quietly and read namaz one side in a, in a hidden, in a jamaat khana or something. Obviously now it is facilities and a person can't read salah. They make it a point, one side they put each other down, but openly in front of everyone, this is what a Muslim does. When Salah time comes, he prays. There's nothing for us to feel shy. What must we feel shy? If we got namaz to read, we got namaz to read. This is what is the 
command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, so many people get attracted to Islam just by looking at a Muslim reading salah. So this is what Islam is about, that we don't feel shy. And udkhulu fi silmi kafa, enter into Islam completely. Our mindset also must be the mindset of the Muslim. In other words, the non-Muslims, they got their own mindset. For example, December will come. This now becomes the festive period, the holiday period. Every one of them wants to go on holiday, wants to go to a resort, go to an exclusive destination. This is not the thinking of a Muslim. A Muslim thing is different. Every month of the year, every season of the year, I can obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't need to think like the rest. If December comes and they feel we all have to go suddenly to exotic destinations, I don't need to think like that. Why do I need to think like that? Is there anything linked to Sunnah where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sahaba in December would come, they all start flying and all start going to exotic destinations? Is there something that's linked to Islam? If yes, then we do it. If this is not the thinking of a Muslim, why should we be influenced by the West? Why should we be influenced by the outside world suddenly and now start doing exactly what they do? In fact, there's so much of sin and haram that takes place in this particular period. It doesn't take place in any other period. Some doctors working in the surgery and in the trauma units and in the emergency units, they say that in this festive period, the amount of cases they see that are drug-related, alcohol-related, accident-related, that are linked up to abuse of uh, alcohol, etc., are so much that they don't see in any other part of the year. So this is actually a period where a Muslim has to be extra careful, not that a person, a Muslim, is running out of his home. One of the advices of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gave three advices for a person remaining safe. And this is what really we need. We talk about remaining safe in this country, but really we need to protect more than protecting our other assets, protect our deen, which is the greatest asset we got. So there was a sahabi by the name of Rasul, by the name of Muqtah bin Amir, radiallahu anhu, he came and asked Rasulullah, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on question. And what was the question he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? That man naja. Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa what is salvation? What is safety? What is success? So its question sounds but strange. What is it? But look at the answer that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained to him that what is the asbab? What is the way? What is the road? What is the tariqah? This is more important than just learning the definition of salvation. What is more important is how to tread the path of salvation. That is what we need to know. One person came and asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Matasadid, when will Qayyamud come? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately retorted and told him, Ma'a'atatalaha. You're asking about Qayyamud, what did you prepare for? That is more important than knowing when it is, that to know what you prepared for it. So in other words, salvation and knowing what the definition is, yes, it's good for salvation. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him three steps. Why am I mentioning these three steps? In fact, I didn't plan to mention period that we need to look after this asset of Iman. Very easily a person can be carried away. And there's so many things that can happen. But he is careful that Allah Ta'ala has given me. I'm different. I'm not like everyone else. I just got to follow. I just got to go with the flow of the stream. A Muslim is one that sometimes has to go against the flow of the current. Has to go against the stream. Why? To protect this Iman of his. So anyway, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him, Amlik That what you do, and in one rewired it comes, Amsik alayka lisanat, that control, hold back, take Amsik, take full control, hold back, restrain this tongue of yours. There will be incidents, there will be instances where you'll want to, where you'll wish, or where you'll desire to say something. You want to fight, you want to argue, but at that point, hold back, restrain. And this has so many benefits, so many benefits, so many marriages, so many relationships remain safe. Just because of this one advice. 
hold back. Sometimes a person wants to shout and swear his stuff. Why are you doing this? The things of this advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, amsi, hold back, restrain. It saves that relationship between employer and employee. Between the employee and the employer also, how many people's jobs got saved just because they held the tongue back when they wanted to say something. How many people's relationship with their own children got saved because of this advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that hold back. What a beautiful. This is a road, this is a path to safety. Hold back this tongue. You want to say it, hold back. Sometimes it will take a different form. It will take the form of a pen, but it's also a tongue. The form of a tongue is a person who wants to send something on an email, a very harsh email, a very strong-worded email. Hold back. I'm sick. person who wants to text a message, it's very hard. If somebody said something, he happens to be on group. He wants to send something very hard to hit back at that person. I'm sick. Hold back. I'm sick. Very important advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How often it saves our izzat and our respect also. There was one student in a maktab. That was lame, walking, but his leg was not right. So the Ustad asked him, direct result of one of the inspections from the Talimi board, the Ustad asked him that, uh, what happened to you? How is it such as you walking like this, but with a lump? He gives his personal account. The student gives his personal account. He said, you see, one day, it was the month of Ramadan. It was like a hot day. It was a long day. And my father had come home. And when my father had come home, then my mother was reciting Quran. She was reciting Quran and now he was very upset that it is Islam time, the food is not yet prepared and yes, she's trying to complete a tilawat of Quran, she's doing a Quran. So he told her something and she just tried to explain to him that she's trying to finish off a Quran but he lost his pool. When he lost his pool, he couldn't restrain himself, he couldn't hold himself. In that heat of anger, he pulled out the gun and he shot my mother. So when he shot my mother, we got a fright of our lives. I hid, I jumped under the couch, the couch it was quite high. I jumped in under the couch and he came and he shot my sister, young sister, killed her. He fired a few shots at me, thought that he had killed me, but he hit me in the leg. This is why I can't walk today. And then he pulled the gun, he pulled a trigger on himself and he killed himself. So this is a fit of anger, no restraint, unable to sustain oneself. How many people got damaged in the result? A woman that is fasting, food wasn't prepared. She's eating Quran Sharif and yet he loses himself. But the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, amsik alayka nisana. The next advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is very, very pertinent to the period that we are going through now, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, well, yes, that Let your house be sufficient for you. If the whole world decides that they, they want to run out, and they want to go on holiday, they want to go here, they want to go there. I'm not saying that a person can't go for a holiday, can't go for a break, but be intelligent when we are going. When you go in this period, this December, New Year, Christmas period, every resort is filled with every type of fault. Intermingling, mixing, ladies the way they are dressed. The common areas, we know what is going on. For people that go overseas and they travel, most of the time they are going to the malls. That is the past time. If they go to Dubai, they're going to the malls. If sometimes they're going to Turkey, then they're going to the resorts. One person came back now. He said, I made the biggest mistake of my life. He said, I went for Umrah. And one friend of mine told me that when you're coming back from Umrah and spend some time in the resort, it's very, very nice. And then come back. So he says, I did that. I went for Umrah and I stopped in Turkey and I went to the resort. He said, I got a shock of my life. I went with my whole family. I felt as though I spoiled my whole Umrah. He says the way the women were dressed and the way they were presenting all European women from different parts of the world. He says, I felt even as a person coming from Umrah, I felt so disgusted. That what am I seeing? Where have I come from? So this is what we want to do with our Iman. We have to look after it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, well, yes, then let your house be sufficient for you. You will be intelligent if in this period when sin is taking place, you are not rushing to the places of fitna. In one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam said, Man jama al-mushrik wa sakana ma'ahu fa'innahu misma. Man jama al-mushrik utisat rehna. 
to spend time with them, with the people that are disbelievers, to spend time with them, to stay with them. To stay with them, whether you're staying with them in one resort, whether you're staying with them in one hotel, but deliberately you're going and you're staying with these type of people that are non-Muslims. Rasulullah is saying you are just like them. If you chose, you left that place, that masjid, that area you had, why you went and did a thing like this? You are just like them in their ways, rather in their rusum, in their culture. They are different, they got no akhirat. So whenever December comes, holiday period comes, they're all flocking and they're running to resorts. But a Muslim is not one that thinks like that. We have to think that how can I protect my iman? Yes, when it's a quiet time, quiet period, quiet place, no harm if a person goes. But be intelligent in what you do. In one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, That the worst, worst, worst of places in the sight of Allah are the bazaars and the shopping centers. And now this period you'll see the specials will come. People are traveling overseas. They're going to this country, that country. The first thing they want to know, which mall can we go to? Which mall, which is the new mall that opened up? Yeah, which is the new mall that opened up there? Which is the new mall? Then let's all go flock. And what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, the worst of place in the sight of Allah are the bazaars, the marketplaces, the malls and the shopping centers. And we deliberately just going to take a stroll. How is it ever possible for a person to be thinking like a Muslim? And then to do these types of things. So that is was the advice from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The second thing, that let your house be sufficient for you. You don't need to run when everyone else is running. Be intelligent about what you do. The last thing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, وَالْيَبْكِ عَلَىٰ خَطِيَ I think I'll terminate with this. Cry over your sins. So Allah, after now, I haven't been thinking like the way a Muslim should be thinking. I haven't been doing things like the way a Muslim has been taught to do. Allah, allow me to practice my life like a Muslim. Allow me to enter Islam completely. Allow me to be one that will bring pleasure to you, will be bring pleasure to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Cry over your sins. You do these three things, Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam is telling us, you will reach salvation, you will be protected, you will be successful. May Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq for making amal, bringing deen into our life completely, and at all times thinking to see that what should a Muslim be doing at this time, and accordingly we should be acting not looking to see what the East and what the West is doing, but look to see what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sahaba did. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi wa kubwa alayhi wa sallam. Allah akbar, Allah akbar, Allah akbar, Allah akbar. Shihabu an la ilaha illallah. Shihabu an la ilaha illallah. Shihabu anna muhammad al-rasulullah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أي على صلاة أي على صلاة أي على الفلاة أي على الفلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله علي ذات عظيم الصفات سميع سمات كبير الشان جليل القدر في ذكر مطاعن من جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزير العلم وسيع الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب عليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا المبعوث إلى الأحمر والأسود المنعوث بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العربة وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء 
فيا معشر الإخوان وحدوا الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم السنة فإن السنة تهدينا الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدام وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدينا المعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحبوا الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن النفس لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله واجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين واحفظوا وقتكم فإن الوقت أنفس من الذهب والفضة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس يتحسر أهل الجنة إلا على ساعة مرت بهم ولم يذكروا الله تعالى فيها واستغفروا ربكم يمددكم بأموال وبنين وادعوا ربكم فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه وإنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وزواده وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما معنى الحادثة المختلفة أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقوا محيان عثمان رضي علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة النساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة مظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبول يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقد قال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون أقيم الصلاة الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم 
صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين فأما الإنسان إذا مبتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول ربي أكرما وأما إذا مبتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول فيقول ربي أهانا كلا بل لا تكرمون اليتيم ولا تحاذون على طعام المسكين وتأكلون التراث أكلا لما وتحبون المال حبا جما الله أكبر الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهلنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين كلا إذا دكت الأرض دكا دكا وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجيء يومئذ بجهنم يومئذ يتذكر الإنسان وأنا له الذكرى يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي فيومئذ لا يعذب عذابه أحد ولا يوثق وثاقه أحد يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي الله أكبر الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم السلام السلام تبارك ربنا وتعالى في هذا الجلال والكرم اللهم إن على ذكرك وشكرك وعبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما عطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع بالجد منك جرمعنا وقطعنا رانك ربنا وليك المصير رحمتك يا رحمة